1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chubble Pete Quinnell, and today I'm not joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. No, no, he has taken some time off. What a week to take off, Tempest.
2: I am instead joined by SP3. Hey, bud. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, Pete? I was just telling you before we started recording, very happy to see you. It's been a while mm. since I've been able to chat some wrestling with you, so mm. very happy to be here on a Saturday morning
1: yeah i am i am looking forward to the show it's great i love i love doing shows with tempest i think we get along great and i think we, we we do some good stuff together but yeah i haven't spoken to you in ages this is this is
2: exciting times loving it i know we're in wrestlemania season we're coming mm. off of uh, aew revolution so it's a great time for us to reconnect exactly yes uh have you got any
1: exciting plans for the weekend
2: I, my my kids birthday was on monday so they they got a lot of money from relatives so my weekend's going to be devoted to them taking them to like the toy <laughs> store and to the clothing <laughs> store so they can spend all their money and get what they need to get which is going to be my daughter buying like 101 paw patrol toys and <laughs> i, was, what I was just about to ask like what
1: phase are they and what are they into right now this is like what, um, what franchise are they into
2: My daughter does a lot of like YouTube videos. So we, me and my my wife, really believe my daughter is going to be a YouTuber because she likes Mm -hmm. like the this Maggie, this like uh, little girl from like Europe who does like little toy videos. She's like really into that, and she loves her Frozen and her Mm -hmm. Paw Patrol and stuff like that. My son, he just give me a toy. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Thomas the Train. You can put whatever on for my son. My my daughter Mm -hmm. is a little bit more picky.
1: <laughs> so you're just going to be taking it around to just be like, yes, all right, we'll get you this thing. Yes, we'll get you this thing. You come home with all the bags of shopping and carrying them all down. Sounds exactly. Like fun time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons, which is slightly different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's a good weekend in itself. Where, yeah. where, what What are, what are you like in as far as like the D and D? What is kind of your what's what's kind of the thing in the D and D world right now? So I recently finished up
1: uh, the campaign that I was running because I was I was a DM in in campaign that I was running, uh, which started in like 2018. Oh, um, so wow. it was super duper long, um, and we just <laughs> finished it up like a couple months ago, uh, which is really cool. And we took a, a pause on my friend's campaign that I play in as well, and um, we took a pause on that one so we could finish my one. Uh, and his one has actually been going on for longer than my one did. So his started earlier in 2018. Uh, so now today we're going to be restarting his one. It's the first time we we're going to have played it in like at least six months, probably longer than that. Um, so we're going back to that. And that's really exciting. So I get to I get to revisit some old characters. We left off on like a cliffhanger that we just never followed up on for <laughs> ages. So we're just going to be following that trail again. It's
2: going to be good fun. I'm I'm really, really excited. it's like it's like a television show that has like the long hiatus and you're like the fans are on the edge of their seat and now you get to play your roles again i love it exactly
1: right yeah because we used to play like weekly and then we just like and then like covid happened that became really difficult and then we were like you know it's probably just gonna be a short thing we'll just take a pause and then when covid's over we'll, we'll reconnect again and then it was like okay no this is gonna be a really long thing we should probably start playing remotely started doing that for a bit And then we started doing mine remotely and then we paused his. And so it's been been a whole thing, Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to get back to that tonight. And I get to play in person with people which I haven't done in ages because my one was done remotely. Uh, Even when we could meet up in person together, a lot of us were in like different parts of the UK, so it just wasn't feasible for us to all meet up. So we had one session where everyone got together, which was the only session I've done since 2018 where everyone got in the same room to play together, which was awesome. That was really cool. Um, But mostly mine was just played remotely with everyone. Um, So this one, we're going to have three of us in person and then I think two people online. So it's going to be like a bit of a a mixture. It's going to be really weird, but I'm pumped.
2: I love D and D. Can't wait. I, I love your passion for it. It makes me interested in it. That's why I always have to ask you about it. Dude,
1: it's so good. It's so good. It just, it's so fun to be someone else for a bit. Yeah. You know, to just deal with someone else's problems, not your own, and just and just fill in those shoes and just and just dive in dive head head first into someone that's not yourself and just think about things through someone else's perspective it's
2: it's cool i love it it's like it's like the great escape that wrestling's supposed to be but not Mm. always can be so i i love that you have that as the outlet that you can kind of get that escape from even wrestle the wrestling world too (laughs) yeah well uh, smackdown don't do it for me and speaking of um (laughs)
1: let's get talking about smackdown um where we're going to be firstly talking about, Pete Dunn has had his name changed. He's now got a different name, and he's called Butch. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. we've got a lot to talk about today oh boy uh and the first thing we're going to be talking about you know it's all about the butch <laughs> he's on he's on smackdown now uh, okay so let's just say everything that happened also i should say before we get into that with this uh, stream is sponsored by better help that is H E L P better H E L P. Go click the link in the description. Betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle to get 10% off your first month. Take care of yourself. Uh, it's professional therapy done right on securely online. Go do the thing. It's good to help yourself. Um, support Russell, support each other, and support yourself. But the first thing we're gonna be talking about is this name change. Uh, y'all know Pete Dunn. You know, you know that guy. The, the the guy who at one time was the longest reigning UK champion. Well, he's on the main roster now, and I bet everyone's really excited about it. It's a shame though that he's not called Pete Dunn anymore. He's called Butch. Hmm. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say say what happened in the segment, the facts, and then we'll talk about it. So this was in a, in a backstage segment. This was uh Seamus and Ridge Holland. They had a little recap of the Kofi Kingston and Biggie stuff that they've been going through. And uh Seamus said, Hey, we got a guy, you may know him by a different name. But I know him by his nickname. He's called Butch. And then Pete Dunn walks in fresh with his chimney sweep cosplay. And was just like, he's got a little hat and he's got braces and stuff now. Uh, Didn't say anything, but he was there. And then he accompanied them in the match. His name is Butch. Yes.
2: What you make of this, SP3? (laughs) I make of this, do the Young Bucks work in WWE creative? Because they (laughs) literally called this with Adam Cole. Like the whole budge like i i was totally dumbfounded that this was an accurate depiction of what wwe can name somebody that it was all a joke on bte for months that oh they were going to change adam cole's name to budge no This is real life, ladies and gentlemen. They will take someone who was a mainstay, the face that kind of built NXT UK and Pete Dunne and bring him over to SmackDown and name him after the villain, the antagonist in Little Rascals from 1930, 40 something. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And he's dressed like him. Go, go watch the movie from nineteen ninety four. I remember it like it was yesterday. That's how Butch dressed. Still, like it was. I was dumbfounded by all of this. I, I was. I saw the report by Sean Rossap and Fightful that there was going to be a name that everybody was going to be upset about. That people were upset about backstage, and then to see it being Pete Dunn, and like I know his. He's supposed to look all mean, but he just didn't look happy. Like, he just, like, the picture, the first image of Pete Dunne just looks like, man, you just gave, saddled him with one of the worst names you could have possibly done to follow up with Gunther, to follow up with Dewdrop. This is just the holy trinity of bad names.
1: Yeah, this is, this was, this was, this was real bad, and i mentioned this in my uh my edited review that i did on the main russell talk channel because i had a lot of people that were tweeting me to be like i can't wait to see you lose your mind on the podcast later talking about butch and i watched it and i didn't actually get mad because i'm just i don't have the energy to get mad anymore like this is just what happens now to nxt call-ups you had Drop, and you know at the time i thought that was really stupid I wasn't on the show to talk about Doudrop, but I thought that was very stupid. I was on the show to talk about Gunther, and that was very stupid. And I got yes. very mad about that because it was a very stupid name change. And then Butch happened, and I'm just like, you know what? It's just... <sighs> this is just the rite of passage in WWE now. The thing is, they have called up so many NXT stars and not done anything with them. They've either used them incorrectly or barely used them or changed their name or buried them from the off, had them lose to Jeff Hardy in a roll-up in two minutes. You know, they, they've done loads of stuff like that to so loads of NXT call-ups at this point that I now expect NXT call-ups to be ruined. I have no hope for NXT call-ups. So when someone gets called up to the main roster and then they call themselves Butch, I'm like, yeah, checks out. Like, I, I, I just, I, got, I, I don't have the energy to care anymore. I, I they have, They have chipped away at my optimism call up by call up by call up and now there's nothing left so mm-hmm. pete done is butch okay
2: <laughs> I, got, I got nothing else i i i really am just dumb i'm dumbfounded by this decision because you are associating him with someone that he did associate with in yeah. nxt yeah but oh, rich holland got to keep his name. <laughs> like, how, how is it that Rich Holland got to keep his name, but the, the one of the longest reigning champions in modern history, a former NXT Tag Team Champion, a former Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, I better not see the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic trophy say Pete Dunn. it's better be, and now you gotta change that. It can't even say, <laughs> it can't say Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn anymore, you gotta say Riddle and Butch won the Dusty <laughs> Classic Butch back <laughs> Riddle and Butch won the tag the, the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic back in Ugh. 2020. We got to retcon everything. <laughs> oh, it's not good. A uh, oh, Butch like, Riddle. Oh <laughs> God!
1: Like I, I, I don't want to downplay it. This is a terrible decision. This is a really bad name change, and I don't want to downplay it by just like you know saying that I, I don't care. This is a very bad choice and completely nonsensical. There's no need for it. When you could just call him Pete Dunn, and there is nothing wrong with that. When he's in a feud, uh, a feud in a in a faction with uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland, having a guy called Pete Dunn, it fits. It's not like you know a um, you know like a Retribution style gang where they all have their own. All those names were also very stupid, but at least they all fit the same kind of like tone. And having a guy like Pete Dunn join a Retribution, it wouldn't really make sense with the whole names. But uh, these guys just have names. Like he, he Pete Dunn fits. You don't need to change that. Why are you changing it? It's it, it's just... It's nonsensical, WWE, typical,
2: bull**** is what it is. And it's just... Doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, I, I kind of feel where you're coming from, though. Like, you can't even get angry with it anymore. It's just like you expect it to happen. You expect them to do something to ruin these call-ups. And it's just like, these are the people, that though, that re-signed. Pete Dunn recently re-signed with the company for mm-hmm. this. For yeah. this like i was talking on tuesday on uh wednesday with tempest i thought he was going to be in the north american title ladder match that's a lot better position than what he said now like what and and now the what what was going to be probably a six-man tag with them in the new day that kind of seems up in the air now so w- this is just a ill-advised decision by a company that is known for ill-advised decisions and mm-hmm. This episode overall just felt like, are we really in WrestleMania season? Like you're pushing it, but this was more recap down than SmackDown. Like there was more recaps on this show than actual matches.
1: Like, I, I mean, I, I was going to bring up this point later in my in my edited review that I did earlier. I mentioned the word recap twelve times, twelve times for for separate recaps separate recaps 12 times i brought it up that is an absurd amount of recapping on this show yes. um but yeah that was very very stupid what i should have done if i had more time today is something i've done in the past is gone through and totaled up the amount of time that were actually spent on recaps because i've done that in the past and it's a lot it's a lot of time the ww spends recapping but anyway by the by um <sighs> Yeah, they, they this followed into a tag team match of Kingston and Biggie versus James and Ridge Holland, uh, which, which kind of naturally segues us into the next big talking point that we do want to talk about before we get into some of your ultra chats, which is a very, very unfortunate spot that happened in this match where on the outside at the end of the match, Ridge Holland tried to do a belly to belly uh, to Biggie on the outside, but Biggie unfortunately landed directly on his head. It looked really rough. That was a horrible spot to watch. Uh, And he had to be stretched out of the arena. um, And he provided a a video update because he's a a lovely man and he thought that people would be worrying about him. So he provided an update and said he could still move all his fingers and everything, could still move all the digits, which is great. But they are telling him that his neck is broken, uh, which is horrible for Biggie. Biggie is not having a good 2022. and poor this is just you know the icing on the cake at this point I feel really bad for him and obviously speed of recovery to biggie can't wait to see you back in the ring bud because you are amazing um oh, this was horrible really really rough stuff to watch
2: like Big E is just such an amazing person, not even just a wrestler or character that you see on TV. The fact that he felt the need to send out that video because people were really worried about him. Like yeah. that, You know, after the outrage of Butch kind of subsided and we saw that spot and we saw he wasn't moving afterwards. And I just stood there like this after seeing it like immediately because I mean, it just—it just sucks that it had to happen to Big E, someone who is just so loved by the fans, by everyone in the back. And hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. You know, everyone here—we want to show our love to Big E, and hopefully, he can recover very fast. But it's just—it's kind of the position that they kind of put him in. And you know, Rich Holland—I—I want to say, you know he's going to get better, but he's still green and you're in there with somebody and you're trying to move that you probably shouldn't with a guy that size and big E, a lot of this stuff could have been avoided, but hopefully, you know, big E can come out on the other side, being better than ever before. And hopefully he can get back into a position that he was in before 22, which was WWE champion in the main event scene. Cause that's what we all want. We want it. Big E wants it. All the people in the back seem to want it as well. So, I just hope hopefully this is not something that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. But I I mean, all, all we got to say is just, you know, prayers up to Big E because it's just really unfortunate that it had to be him in this situation.
1: Totally, yeah, and it it really sucks because hearing him talk about his WWE title reign and what he wanted from it and how he was like disappointed with how it ended and yeah. disappointed what happened, like the aftermath of him dropping it and disappointed being shifted back to SmackDown just to start tagging with Kofi again. Not that tag- tagging with Kofi is a bad thing by any means, but it just felt like more of the status quo that nothing had changed with Biggie's title run, which really, really sucks. He he got Kofi'd, essentially. Uh, yeah. It was a, yet another example of have a have a WWE title run drop it go right back down to where you were and nothing's changed um which is really disappointing and then even through like the tagging with Kofi we were hoping that you know maybe they could recapture some of the amazing moments from the New Day of the past and then now this has come along you know we didn't even really get to see a full New Day trio reunion properly with King Woods because then he went out with an injury so it was all like it's all been very um really really unlucky for the three of them this year so far and uh, yeah, this this is just like an, another example of uh, a lovely person getting screwed over a little bit. And this is this, I don't think this is anyone uh, in particular's fault. Like no one really did it with malice or anything. It's Ridge Holland being a little bit inexperienced, but I don't think it's necessarily yeah. entirely like his doing or anything like that. Yeah. So it's just a very unfortunate situation. And yeah, I just feel for Biggie so much. And I really hope he can get back soon because this was really, really unfortunate. But best best to Biggie because we love him
2: absolutely you know 100 that's the number one thing we want to get across is that we want big e to get healthy have a speedy recovery secondly like if wwe wasn't already in flux with what they were doing with the wrestlemania card this was just like i kind of can't kind of have to give them like the benefit of the doubt on the rest of the show because you could kind of feel that the show was kind of off the rails after that happened. That, you know, it's a freak accident, Big E getting injured, but you could kind of tell that the show was kind of frazzled from there. So I kind of, although I didn't think this was the best show, I'm not going to go too hard on it because I can understand that everything was kind of mishmash after that because everybody was scrambling after that injury. Yeah, and, and
1: I, I'd i like to believe that they had other stuff planned for this show. I don't believe they did, no, which, which is why I'm kind of like I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't think they had anything else planned I think they were just like yep full steam ahead let's carry on with the show as planned and it was still a bit bad Anyway, let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some of your uh, ultra chats here. Send those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Um, it would really help if I actually had the dog open. Oh, I do. It's on my so my doc right here. I should. Oh, I. It's weird because I have half the stuff on the the laptop in front of me, and then I have half the stuff on the tablet here. So it's like I'm I'm going back and forth between the two. It's it's a, it's a whole thing. Um. Anyway, I need, <laughs> let's see what uh, what you guys are thinking. Where is the oh my god! I just had it open.
2: I am frazzled you today get, I'll get the first. Fr- I can get the first one. I can get the first one for you. I got Go it, right for here. it. <laughs> we got uh uh is this lakes uh you're gonna have to, yeah you're gonna have to take over i can't Wait, pronounce I, that I, name <laughs> is, uh, Lak- lakshmi narasimhan
1: b i believe uh who said first hope for Biggie's speedy recovery to hundred percent. Second, i know that pete dunn becoming butch sounds like a bad thing but could have been worse they could have be uh having big plans for him but seriously butch calm down lmb at least it's not slapjack.
2: I mean, you, sure. you, you you would have to, I think we, we would have to put out a poll to ask people what was worse, Slapjack or Butch? Because you were getting you Shane say, Th- put, put,
1: put out a poll. Did you say SP3? Mudmother, are you listening? Could we get a poll in the chat, please?
2: What's worse, Butch or Slapjack? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> see, see? And you have to understand context before you vote, because Slapjack was Shane Thorne a member mm-hmm. of TM 61 really wasn't doing anything on the NXT roster while yeah. Butch is Pete Dunne, one of the <laughs> biggest stars on NXT like a week ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. we got to understand context before you vote, but yes. yes. So that, that was the name change
1: worse. Slapjack or Butch not is the name worse. Exactly. That's a very important distinction. Yes. Um, David Evans said, Hi, Pete and SP3. I'm really looking forward to the rematch from TakeOver in New York between Gunther and Butch once the big Austrian gets his call up.
0: <sighs>
1: in all seriousness, if you're going to refuse to call Walter by his new name, I expect the same for Pete. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing. This might be a super controversial hot take right now. I think that Butch has the potential... I don't want to say the potential to get over because that's kind of wrong, but like, it's not, it doesn't sound as bad as something like Gunther or Slapjack. Butch is just like a one syllable, like a, like a, it's not as cool as hook, but it's like a hook. Butch, you know, it's like, it's like a a one word thing that someone could get behind. It's not as bad as something like Slapjack, which sounds ridiculous. Butch at least sounds like, I don't want to say it sounds cool because people are going to take that out of context, but you know what I mean, right? There's a thing there. Help Back me up here, SB3. The, Tell me I'm not crazy.
2: There was Butch Whacker Butch, so they, this is like, oh, yeah, there's a pass with this name, so I can understand where you're coming from. You could do the Send Butch. Yeah, they, they they <laughs> Sen Butch. They already did Send Beer, so give us Send Butch. Uh, yeah. So they can play around with this, and it will eventually get over. Like me, myself, yes, I was against the whole, you know, Gunther name change, and I wanted to call him Balter for a while, but I've kind of just gone, gone with it, like, all right, WWE, Gunther, yeah, the Gunther's going to have a match. So I know eventually I'm going to get over this and I'm going to be okay with calling him Butch. But yeah, it's still going to bother me at the end of the day. But yeah, I do agree that just the one syllable, it sounds better than a lot of the other name changes they've done. Absolutely. And it's easy to chant:
1: Butch, 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 Butch. Like, you could, you can could see it, right? It's a thing. I'm not saying that means the name is good, though. Um, we'll uh, get into more of your Ultra Chats later. Keep sending those into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Going to go through all of the, uh, the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, and before we get into reviewing the rest of SmackDown and Rampage, let's like say thank you to this video's sponsor, BetterHelp, um, who have been amazing sponsors, who have sponsored uh, a few shows of ours now. Uh, we're really, really happy that we're sponsored by... Um, by BetterHelp, that is Better H-E-L-P, not BetterHelp, BetterHelp. Click um, the link in the description, uh, BetterHelp.com forward slash Wrestle, automatically use the code Wrestle, so you get 10% off your first month. Uh, like I said, we're really happy that we've got BetterHelp on board, because we're, we're strong proponents of taking care of yourself, of mental health and things like that. Uh, there's been a couple of members of the WrestleTalk team who've actually used BetterHelp. 10% Andy have both given their, their stories of how they've used it and it helped them. And it's a place where you can get a, a professional licensed therapist within 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. It's available worldwide as well. So there's no like restrictions from where you are in the world. And especially with all the stuff that's happened in the last couple of years, having someone to talk to, to release a lot of stuff that's on your mind or on your chest or whatever is so crucial in today's world. And and we have really, really strong proponents of mental health. So Please go check out betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle. Take care of yourself. Support Talk. Support yourself. Support each other. And go do the thing. It's, it's very important. And we're really, really happy that they're helping sponsor the show. Thank you so much, BetterHelp. Go click that link. Well, shall we get into reviewing uh, the rest of this show? Uh, SmackDown, or as you called it earlier, Recap Down, which is very appropriate. Which started off, the show started off with a recap of Lesnar and Reigns from Madison Square Carter. Great. <laughs> you can tell that they really love this angle. They love the shot of Rain standing over Lesnar with both the titles because they played it so many times on Raw. They kept talking about it. They played it twice on this show, kept talking about it again. And that was even with a, with uh, an angle with Lesnar in it on this show. They still found ways to play that Madison Square Garden stuff. They bloody love this angle for whatever like- reason.
2: And that was what all the hype was. Like, people thought it was based on the mystery opponent, but the reason why, you know, Sean had the report, oh, something big's about to happen, and Russell WrestleVault said, oh, keep your eyes on the Madison Square Garden, is because WWE thought this angle was the biggest thing possible. This is how we really get things going between Roman Mm -hmm. and Brock. This is going to sell a bunch of tickets for Sunday night. And, you know, most of us have just been responding like, okay, it happened yeah he's 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 bleeding okay Mm -hmm. that's that's new that's different at least uh so yeah but wwe is just like oh my god this is the greatest wrestlemania angle we have ever produced
1: greatest uh, biggest wrestlemania match of all time reigns versus lesnar well brock lesnar came out to start the show after the recap he was a very serious cowboy this time um and then said in his promo He doesn't care about wwe titles and then threw his title away to the country table and i was like you can't be saying that lesnar you can't be said i know that's true i know you don't care But also, way to undersell the entire point of the gimmick at WrestleMania. Like, come on, dude. (laughs)
2: This is now he's tossed both titles on WWE televised uh, programming. Once on last night on SmackDown, and then that WWE doc of WrestleMania 34 where he tossed the Universal title. So he does not give a crap about the two titles that they are basically pushing as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time.
1: Unbelievable. Like his promo was good. He got very fired up, and I liked the point he was making. It's like, hey, th- this isn't really about the titles anymore. This is about me and you. I want your blood. Let let's go, Roman. Like blood for blood. You made me bleed at Madison Square Garden. Now I want to make you bleed. Get your ass out of here right now. I thought the the sentiment behind the promo was okay, but him throwing the title away and saying so like, I don't care about titles anymore. It's like that really undersells the point of the WrestleMania match and the whole title unification thing and all that stuff, which I didn't agree with. But the sentiment behind the promo, I thought, was very good. Um, and I liked him getting fired up. I thought he sounded pretty good on that because Brock has a tendency when he gets fired up to sound a bit goofy, as he has in yeah. the past. But he didn't sound goofy here, I don't think. So that was thumbs up from me. Um, but Paul Heyman came out instead of Roman Reigns. And maybe you can shed some light on this for me, SP3. When people say... This person isn't here tonight. I always say, why? Why aren't they there? Aren't they paid to be there? Who gets to choose if they're there or not? Do they just decide that they don't want to go that night? And they go, okay. Like, does anyone book the show? Or do wrestlers just show up and then they go, okay, we'll put you in a match because you're here today.
2: What? Any ideas? (laughs) why, Why wasn't Roman there? you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, this person's on the European tour, so they're Mm -hmm. not here this week, or they have, like, the uh, autograph signing, so that's why they're not here. No, they just, nowadays, they just be like, nope, they're not here this week, and this is, like, the third or fourth time they've done this with Roman, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember the last time that they told us Roman wasn't on the show, and it was a really good show. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if, having roman off this week to prevent you know the face-to-face between him and brock so you can promote it for next week is worth the quality of the show going down due to no roman like he is kind of the glue or the rising the rising tide that lifts all ships on smackdown so without him everything else feels less important this segment felt important because you had paul Heyman, you had a fired up brock lesnar the chase through the the backstage area that was fun i was wondering where the hell the Usos were because I did I did I was like I was like the Usos aren't they like with Paul Heyman and like shouldn't uh they be protecting Paul Heyman not the security so I was wondering that Mm -hmm. as well but they didn't want to make that connection so it's fine I'll leave that alone but this segment was okay for what it was but I don't understand leaving Roman off this week because it definitely hurt the overall show For sure. Yeah. Um, And uh, Brock
1: Lesnar said, oh, sorry, Paul Heyman said, you know, Roman Reigns isn't here tonight, which is protecting you, Brock. And Brock said, well, who's going to protect you, Heyman? And then started chasing him. Heyman started running through the backstage area with Lesnar chasing him. He gets into a car that was waiting for him and he speeds off and Lesnar can't get him. Grr, frustration. That was how they, they built this feud. I'm not more excited for it than when the show began. It was nothing, really. It was
2: all right. No, we just saw the, the further evolution of the Pokemon Cowboy Brock into Angry Cowboy Brock mm. and uh, Fast Cowboy Brock, too, because he re- he almost caught up to that limo, too. So I he... just wanted to he had to he had to stop himself before he caught up to it. And yeah. uh, shout out to Dalton Castle's boys, because that was the two that he pushed the security oh, really? goals that he pushed in the backstage area.
1: Nice. Very good. Um, we then got the introduction of sorry first we got a recap let's keep count of those that's that's two uh, of the Kofi Biggie Sheamus Ridge stuff we got the introduction of Butch Um, and then uh, we had that tag team match which we spoke about which was rough for Big E um, Butch oh, it feels weird to say uh, caused the distraction uh, which allowed Seamus to get the win on Kofi and then post-match beat down uh, beat down butch beat down uh kofi afterwards as well and then Sheamus and rich holland were like holding it back being like oh calm down man so i'm guessing he's kind of like the loose cannon of the group
2: yeah right. he's he's the angry little man of the group mm. so yeah. yeah i i i don't know how this is gonna work ladies and gentlemen i just don't know because you were using seamus to kind of bring up pete dunn i mean bring up uh rich holland and get him seasoned you know he's still green he needs that experienced person by his side and now you're just giving him another person that's kind of new to the audience but you could have just continued with his name and it would have been a better transition than this where now sheamus kind of has to be the guy to kind of bring up two guys that they're introducing because you changed pete dunn's name i mm-hmm. it feels like working in reverse a lot with WWE. Very much so, yeah. Um, we then got...
1: Oh my god, this bit really broke me in terms of the recaps. We got a recap of Owens calling out Stone Cold. And then it goes to an ad break. And then it comes back to a video package where Kevin, Kevin Owens calls out Stone Cold again. It's like, we just saw that before the ad break!
2: Oh, this company. <laughs> I swear to god. And then it was just all out of place because they, they did their recap go to commercial then they show us all the headlines of stone cold already accepting the invitation (laughs) then they show us again the challenge then they go into stone cold accepting the invite i was like what why did you why did you do it this way
1: yeah it it doesn't make any sense the like me and timbers talk about it all the time the pacing of these shows is so abysmally bad and this is what we're talking about when we say this like who wants to watch a show where you watch something, you have an ad break in the middle, so you're not watching the show, and then when you come back, you have stuff out of order about stuff you've already seen? Like, you're not watching anything new on this show, it's all just stuff you've already watched. Oh, goodness me. Um, Stunt accepted his challenge, obviously, if you haven't seen. Um, the, the the whole build for this is so weird because they're not saying it's a match but Stone Cold is saying, oh it's been 19 years it's like, no it hasn't, you've been on TV a couple years ago, like what are you talking about you've appeared at
2: several Mania's like he, he was at the last WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. And um, <laughs> yes. I also mentioned on the NXT review, Wade Barrett also reminded us that he got a stunner at the last <laughs> WrestleMania in Dallas. The WrestleMania before that, that was in Texas. He went into the Hall of Fame, had a whole big entrance at WrestleMania 25. He was the special guest rest- referee at WrestleMania twenty. He was already on a talk show at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 21, on Piper's Pit with Carlito Mm -hmm. coming out, and he stunned both guys. Like, he's been at eight different WrestleManias since his retirement. Why are y'all acting like this is something new? Like, if it was a match, I was like, there was so many other ways to do this besides the KO show. It's Stone Cold. An unsanctioned fight. Uh, an open challenge, a brawl. You could have called it so many different things, but to kind of put it into the vise of a talk show that is going to get physical, I, I'm i just like, this is like, they are actively working against themselves. They're working harder, not smarter. Yes,
1: totally. And the weird thing for me is how they framed this uh, response from Stone Cold, because they had like the, the call out from KO and it switched like this whole, you know, I, I don't even know the name of the thing. The four wheel cart thingy that he drives, whatever the hell it's called. Four by four ATV. It's been called, yeah yeah whatever it is one of those things it like it shows him driving through like the texas country or whatever in the mountains in the background all that and it gets out and it pans up from his feet all the way up and you show like oh my god it's stone cold it's like we've seen him a lot like he's on like the stone cold podcast that you promote all the time like you've shown clips from the show like we see we've seen stone cold recently on wwe tv like it's not a crazy revelation be like oh my god that's stone cold now like i haven't seen him in 19 years you know it's not like some sort of big revelation but they were playing it like it was really weird way to do it and it's just the whole promotion of this whole thing is so so strange and it feels like also I'll, I'll, it's just a thing with wwe marketing as a whole of saying like oh it's the most stupendous it's the biggest wrestlemania match of all time it's 19 years to this thing it feels like if you don't pay attention, it makes sense. Yeah. But if you pay attention, you get nothing out of it. It's actively detracting from your enjoyment. And that annoys me because they don't
2: reward their loyal fans. No, like this this episode in a nutshell, like the, matter, the amount of recaps, like I, I try to always try to watch WWE as a casual fan. And sometimes that works out very well because if you're a casual fan, this is your first time watching, they recap everything. So you know what everything is up to pace before, you know, there's any action or promo, you know, exactly how we got to this place. So they do that. I, you know, I want to find a wrestling promotion that kind of does the balance because when you watch AEW for a new fan, you might not know anything that's going on and it's just all action. You might like it, but you're not going to really invest in the characters because you don't know how they got here where WWE, they just go over the top with just, this is what they, this is how we, we got here. This is how we got here. This is how we got here three times in one show. Like, I, I'm like, why am I watching this week to week? I should just take a couple of weeks off and then come back, and I think I would enjoy it more.
1: Totally. When I've had weeks off and not had to watch a SmackDown, I've then enjoyed the week after. So I'll be like, oh, recaps of stuff I hadn't seen. That's cool. You know, it, just, it breaks you when you watch a week to week. Speaking of recaps, we got a recap of Sami Zayn losing the IC title from last week. Uh Johnny Knoxville then doxed Sami Zayn, got his number, and then put it on a plane and flew it um over LA. And then Sami Zayn cut a promo saying he's gonna win the ic title back and he's gonna face Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. This is all fine. WWE really hyping this thing to be like, oh my god, eleven thousand messages on Sami Zayn's phone. It's like, okay. Cool.
2: Like, I don't know, I just don't care about that. Like, I know it's not real. He hasn't actually doxed him. Like, geez. I, I really have been enjoying this Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, mainly because of Sami Zayn, because he just makes mm. this work. But this actually feels like a WrestleMania buildup. It started mm. before the Royal Rumble. It was progressed in the Royal Rumble with Sami eliminating him. It's been going on in different places. They've gotten the media involved. Team Z's involved. This feels like this checks all the boxes for a WrestleMania buildup. I'm just quite baffled that this is the only one though like this and (laughs) Roman and Roman and Brock are like the only two matches that feel like WrestleMania, but they're kind of working against Roman and Brock by giving this, this greatest wrestling match ever type of build with the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. So in my eyes, Knoxville and, and Zayn are the best feud. It's them, then AJ Mm -hmm. and edge and then Roman and Brock.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. Um, you know what isn't great? Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Goodness me. So this was supposed to be... By the way, I hope you really enjoyed that little brief match uh, of Biggie and Kofi versus uh, Sheamus and Ridge because we didn't get an actual match for a while after that uh, because this was supposed to be a match. Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss and Jinder Mahal. Did you pick up on the new name they've got for Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss? They're calling
2: them the happy Happy folks. folks. (laughs) Mm -mm. Not a fan. I'm I'm hoping they drop it because they they dropped uh, what I thought was a good improvement when they were starting to call the end of days happy days. They dropped that pretty fast. So hopefully. That's clever. Yeah, that was clever. Like I was like, they should have kept that going, but they started calling it end of days again. So hopefully this happy folks thing is something they're trying and they eventually drop.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so it was supposed to
1: be that six man that I mentioned, but after Drew McIntyre entered, Viking Raiders were supposed to enter, cuts to backstage, and they're getting beaten up by all the heels, including Shanky as well. Um, and then all the heels come out to beat up Drew McIntyre. He stands tall for a bit, but then the numbers game, but then he comes back again and he stands tall. He takes his sword, and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna kill Shanky, and then instead, no, he just pointed it at the WrestleMania sign and then said he's gonna beat Corbin or whatever.
2: <laughs> eh. Pete yeah, is so P is so desperate for something interesting to happen on this show. He wants someone to get stabbed with a sword. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like he, Shanky was still in the ring. That's the thing, right? Is he beaten up everyone? Shanky was still lying there in the ring, and then he went and grabbed this sword. I was like, "Why is Shanky staying in the ring? What's he gonna do?" And then Shanky just rolled out, and I was like, "Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, that was- that makes way more sense." Like. <laughs> What's going to be the payoff to the sword, SB3? He's got to kill a man. Like, that's got to be it, right?
2: Yeah, I, w- I would hope so. Like, I mean, he's he's a murderer already. He killed the thing that was in Eric Rowan's cage. So he really? does have a history of murdering things. So hopefully mm-hmm. they can give us, like, some type of uh something in a cage or something that Shanky walks around with. Or once they f- figure out that Shanky is is too green to be on main roster, they want to send him back to NXT. That's how we write off Shanky. With the with Angela, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then and, then, and then he'll come back, and his name will be Dutch or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Perfect. Yeah. Um. So after that, we got
1: another recap of Rousey versus Deville. We then got an in-ring promo segment with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair.
2: I think that was five or six recap. Now.
1: Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then, yeah, Ronda Rousey came out and did a promo saying that... Oh, we also had a little video package of Lita for Women's History Month, which was cool. Um, Rousey now said that she also has an ankle lock now in homage to her first mentor, Kurt Angle. And I was like, can she say that? Can she mention Kurt? I thought that was, that was a bad name. He's not in the company anymore. He can't do that. Um <laughs> But I thought that was good. That was nice continuity. Yeah. I like that that having that was the uh, you know, her first match in WWE was the uh, mixed tag at WrestleMania 34. So I really like that she kind of brought that back. I like that she has another move that's not just the arm bar because I was getting a bit bored of it a little bit. Yeah. Uh so it's nice that she's got the multiple moves now that can put people away. Um but then Charlotte came out, and you know, Rousey's promo wasn't great. She's not a super great promo as it is. Um Charlotte came out. And Charlotte tried. But man, the content that she was given wasn't great. Because she said that in front of her, she sees nothing but a one-trick pony. And then she immediately said, well, you might have a new trick with an ankle lock. And I'm like, that makes her more than a one-trick pony, Charlotte. That's two tricks. That's just math. Which, you know, fine, whatever. And then, you know, she was saying that Charlotte was saying that, you know, I won't be tapping out at WrestleMania. And then Rousey goes, but you already did and charlotte was like yeah <laughs> like she did she tapped out already last week she's right i got i got well mad about that story three <laughs> when charlotte was saying last week oh i've never been tapped out I was like first that's a lie yes you have and two even if you haven't you then got in the ring and then tapped out immediately like why can't wwe tell a story <laughs> it makes me so annoyed
2: they literally tell you something to set up what's gonna happen very in the very next minute, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like when when Rhonda said that, I was just like. No, I'm pretty sure that's how Sasha Banks beat Charlotte Flair. Every single mm-hmm. time she won the Raw Women's Championship in 2016 was mm-hmm. by the bank statement in some different way. Then I yeah. got corrected that it's not just Sasha, it's also Asuka and, and Natalia and Becky. They've all submitted Charlotte. So it's just like. Why are we even telling this story? Or you could say she's never been submitted at WrestleMania. Why don't why not make it about WrestleMania? You're all you're not saying that Roman and Brock Roman and Brock is the biggest match ever, you're saying it's the biggest WrestleMania match ever. So why not focus in on it being at WrestleMania that Charlotte Flair has never been submitted at WrestleMania? That could have been the big selling point and then you know everything that's happened since then would have worked a lot well because then it would have been oh she can make her tap out but can she do it at WrestleMania? That needs to be the question you need to frame it in the right way and yeah this this promo segment didn't work rhonda just doesn't show a lot of energy when she's out there alone and then you know sh- like you said Charlotte did her best but she had nothing to work with so it was just if this didn't work uh and what they did later on in the night i felt like did work so i'm like keep it more physical and less talking with these two and i think that they will be on the right path heading into wrestlemania
1: absolutely also when charlotte got out of the ring she then said "Uh uh-oh twice and i was like don't bring that back Mm -mm. that was real bad when you did it the first time don't do it again
2: Reminding me of my daughter. My daughter says uh-oh and oh no all the time. So it's just <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're copying off a two-year-old, you should probably just stop and uh Charlotte. There's better I know you're tall, but there's better ways to go in and out of the ring because yeah, people people got the Britney Spears shot uh uh when she got out the ring this week. So Yikes. let's let's do it in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um after that. Uh, We then got... Oh, was it probably a recap? Oh, it was. Uh, It was the recap of uh, earlier on the show. It was Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. All right. We've already seen it. It was on this show, but thank you. Um, And then we got, steady on, we got a wrestling match. What? (laughs) Crazy. I know. Wild. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, first, we need to do an ad for Toyota with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Let's get out of the way first. And then we can do an ad break, actually, before we do the match. And then we can have a match. For three minutes, Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and
2: Natalia Banks won. Oh, yeah,
1: I got nothing else to say.
2: It was it was nothing there was nothing to this. And I'm pretty sure they changed this match about three times before the show actually happened. Cause I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be Sasha versus Zelina it was announced last week on the show. And then before the show, they said it was going to be Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha and Naomi. And then it became Sasha and Naomi versus Shayna and Natalia. And then you would think the point is to get those two into the match at, at WrestleMania, but then they lose after cheating. Like, okay you know the thing is
1: like i can understand changing it from zelina and carmella versus banks and naomi if you were going to have banks and naomi win don't pin your champions say that all the time that's fine if you don't want to pin your champions make sense change it up you could do the singles match between zelina and-, and sasha that makes sense you know you can pin your champion there because it's singles match rather than a tag match you can kind of protect him in that sense i don't mind them beating shana Baszler and natalia if Baszler and Natalya aren't factoring into the Wrestlemania tag time match just give your challengers some wins fine it's just a bit bland it was, it was 3 minutes and nothing so not the worst thing but nothing really too much to it i'm
2: not going re- to remember it tomorrow probably no,
1: no absolutely not <laughs> um if for those you're keeping track got another recap of uh and Nakamura being attacked by the Usos Then we got a recap of the Usos beating the Viking Raiders. Then the Usos came out. And then we got the Instagram post of the Madison Square Garden Angle with Reigns and Lesnar. Guys, can I watch a show? Like a new one? You know, have you
2: got new content for us to watch? I feel like I'm watching a uh, year-end episode (laughs) of SmackDown. (laughs) I'm watching a year-end episode of SmackDown with some matches sprinkled in. It's absolutely wild
1: um the usos say they don't have any wrestlemania challenges they get interrupted by Boogs and nakamura who say that they want to fight wrestlemania and uh jimmy then makes challenge: says if you can beat main event J. Uso right now then we'll give you a wrestlemania tag title match uh rick booze came out with a heavily like bandaged up uh knee selling the attack from last week and then as soon as the match gets made he kind of takes off the the bandages of the knee it was all a ruse oh no he's perfectly healthy And then he beat Jey Uso in two minutes. I don't know if I like that.
2: (laughs) Main event Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. The guy that, you know, we all were so excited for being elevated. And I've kind of been making this point for a few months now. Does anyone get help by feuding with Roman Reigns? Like, Like, Really? Kevin Owens was kind of in back in limbo after his feud with him. Jay Uso is exactly where he was for the last 10 years, back with the Usos in a WrestleMania title, tag team title match that no one is going to care about. And then this match here, he doesn't even land a move. Like it literally was Boog's doing power stuff, doing the suplex on one knee, doing the gorilla press. Then when then when he gets distracted, he blocks what Jim and Jay's gonna do, and then finishes him off. Like I was like, you have totally just ruined any of the. If anyone remembered what they did with Jay Uso and the Ro- and Roman Reigns, is completely forgotten after this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was insane.
1: I I don't understand how you can make a character so compelling and you make an audience want to see, eventually, long-term storytelling, you know, that thing that WWE supposedly do, long-term story of why you want to have Jey Uso turn on Roman Reigns and people are going to be so excited to see that happen because of the manipulation that went into it. It was one of the most compelling stories that WWE has ever done. And then he's just a dude. Now, you just throw it all away
2: for what for rick boogs
1: to disappointing to,
2: to build up the intercontinental champion that you never uh gave a title shot a title match or a title defense to besides one time in his 6 month reign with the title and now we're now we're pushing his, guitar, his guitarist his guitarist his musician that plays mm-hmm. him down to the ring over mm-hmm. one of your most decorated tag teams of all time
1: don't get me wrong, I think Rick Boogs is quite impressive in the ring. His power spots are really going to get over with the casual audience as well, because they look visually very impressive. Um, and that's really cool. Just not at the expense of Jey Uso, who you've built up to be kind of this protected figure. But hey-ho, is what it is. Jimmy smashed the guitar over Boogs after the match as well. There's your Mania program. I expect Nakamura and Boogs to win at Mania. Uh,
2: yeah. Cool. I I could see that. I mean, they really were pushing how long the Usos have held the titles, that they're the longest rating tag team champions. And yeah, I mean, it would create some doubt in Roman and Brock if the Usos did lose. So I can understand it from the WWE mind state, it would create some doubt for the fans. So I can understand that. Yeah. Uh
1: we then got another recap of something we've already had recapped, which was Zayn versus Ricochet from last week. Um and then we got the main event, except we didn't. Because it was supposed to be Sami Zayn versus Ricochet in the main event for the Incontinental title. And you know what? Main event in the SmackDown, Intercontinental title defense, Sami Zayn, Ricochet. This could be really something quite special. Still got loads of time left on the show as well. This could be a really long match. Awesome. They both came out, and then out came Austin Theory. And I was like, that's a bit weird. Then Austin Theory motioned like he was going to join commentary got a seat and sat down next to uh, Pat McAfee on commentary, except then he didn't join commentary. And then the match didn't start. And then Pat uh, Pat McAfee and then Austin Theory decided to not sit next to Pat McAfee anymore and then got up and then went round in front of the table and then slapped Pat McAfee. And then they brawled for a bit. And the brawl was fun. Pat McAfee showing a bit of fire and kind of getting in his face. And then the two of both of them got got ejected. Solo Michael Cole commentary for the main event, though. (laughs) Um, but this all felt very, um, clunky. And in this whole time, the main event match didn't start. And then of course we had an ad break and then the match started. So it was all like, none of the pacing really worked for me. It was nice seeing Pat McAfee get a bit of fire and a bit intense and a bit physical with Austin theory, but none of this really made any sense. This was very superficial, um, and very clunky.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like they wanted to give the Intercontinental title match the main event, but had no belief that they could retain the fans for it. So we have to put the Pat McAfee and Austin Theory angle at the start of this, then we'll let them have their match. Then at the end of this, we'll do a Rhonda and Charlotte because we still got to close off with one of our main event angles. So it just it was it was like it was like 1996 WCW when they put out a long cruiserweight match in the middle of WCW Nitro and then they would go backstage to what the NWO is doing and what the Horsemen are doing and that yeah that's pretty much what WWE did here they put out a good match which was good enough between Ricochet and Sammy I felt like last week was better even Mm -hmm. though that and that was just a sprint and I love that match but this week it just felt like it was kind of superficial putting them in the main event I like Ricochet you know standing tall and getting the victory and especially hitting hitting the 630 hitting all of that on uh like it sucked to take Ah, you could, see, you could see the wind going out of Sammy's body as he got hit with that. And Rico- him and Ricochet worked very well with each other. I like the reversals they were doing with Sammy, like catching him in mid-air with the sit-out power bomb, catching him in mid-air for the blue thunder bomb. So those were great spots. They worked very well with each other, but this felt like a superficial main event. We're going to put these guys in the main event scene, but it's not really about them.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and don't worry, guys. Still got room for one more recap as well, because in the middle of this match, after the comeback from an ad break, they then play the full screen like moments ago. Here's the Pat McAfee Austin Theory brawl, and it's like the match is happening right now. Like I'm really glad that nothing important is obviously happening. Jesus. Um, so then they show that the match I thought was good. Like you said, I thought last week's was better, um but this was still good. It was easily the, the best match on the show. Not very hard to beat, um, and. Yeah, I, it was good. It was nice to see Ricochet standing tall, like you said, and I thought, like, hey, that that's really cool. You know, main event slot for the Intercontinental title. Ricochet standing tall. He won clean, no like shenanigans or anything. Um, and it was and it was a good match. And it's nice to kind of have the show end on a nice positive note. Ricochet standing tall. Jump cut. Here's Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair brawling backstage. It's like, oh, of course. Yeah, how could I be so stupid? Um, this brawl though, I thought was good. Um, it kind of came out of absolutely nowhere, and Charlotte was wearing a completely different outfit from what she was wearing <laughs> earlier, so I was like, when did this happen? Is this now? Is this earlier? Is this yesterday? What's going on? Um, but uh, the brawl, I thought, was quite good. Got quite intense. Lots of people trying to separate them. Uh, Charlotte suplexed Ronda onto a car, which was cool, uh, and then kind of got on and kind of, like, choked her out and was, like, pulling the sides of her mouth and stuff like that. Really, like, intense, like, physical stuff. Uh, yeah. Flair stood all thought it was it was quite effective this was probably the only thing on the show that i think properly furthered the feud effectively aside from maybe the pat mcafee stuff um it was probably the only thing on the show i think that actually made me go like okay i'm i'm more now more excited for the match than I was before
2: yeah, and it really feels like they are pushing this as a main event for WrestleMania with, like, brawls like this, but it yeah. really feels like this was kind of added on, and they told Charlotte, yeah, you're going to do a backstage brawl, and she was like, well, I can't do it in this dress, and these high <laughs> heels, so let me go change, and stuff, so that's what, it, I wish they would have done it, like, we see Rhonda going to leave and then charlotte attacks her instead of going into it as they are brawling which was kind of confusing at the start i like this and like i said more of this less of them talking please
1: 100 uh, percent. but that is literally how the show went off the air with charlotte standing tall
2: um i i, I don't know good. if you have the count for recaps but 27 minutes of in-ring action i did tally that up
1: you know honestly that's higher than it is sometimes so <laughs> you know is what it is i guess goddam um i think it was 12 recaps total i want to say um don't quote me on that but i think it it's that's too much too much recapping goodness me please have a new show with new content um i thought this show was a lot of nothing like I said, like we've mentioned several times, it's a lot of recaps. The wrestling on the show was fine to good. There was nothing, I don't think, actively bad. But there wasn't that much wrestling on there. A lot of the angles were superficial, didn't really build the stories too much. There was a couple that were okay. Also Butch. Also Biggie's injury, which wasn't great. So it just kind of dragged. And that one was no one's fault in particular, but it does drag the show down. So for me, this was a two out of five show. I'd have given it like,
2: eh. Yeah, I, I'd i probably go one out of five.
0: <laughs> I'd probably
2: man. Yeah, yeah I, I just, yeah. I, I like Ricochet and Sammy. I like pac for his fire. I like the ending sequence. But yeah, other than that, this was a rough show to get through with as many recaps as we've got
1: for sure. Um I haven't taken a screenshot of the poll that I put on the community tab but I do have the results here. Uh it seems like the one out of 5 uh, is definitely in the uh, you are in the the majority there because 46% of people voted for a one out of 5 show, uh, 26% voted for a three out of 5 show, 19% voted for a two out of 5 and then at 5% each for a five out of 5 and a four out of 5 respectively. I uh, that checks out. I think a lot of people were really down on the Butch name change, and of course the Biggie injury, which yeah. again, that's not WWE's fault for that, but it does bring the mood down. You know, that, it's just an inevitable part of it, especially because like that match as well, I already knew ahead of time that Biggie got injured. I'd already seen the news that it had happened before I watched the match. So I was essentially just waiting for that injury to happen, which really took me out. I just couldn't get invested in the match at all. Um, which again, no one's fault, but is what it is. Just kind of brings the show down. But regardless. Let's talk about AEW Rampage right now. Um, let's let's see if I can move this over. Do I have the thing ready? Do I have the thing ready? There it is. Rampage. Yay. Nice. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about this show, which honestly, it was fun. Wasn't too much to it, but it was a bit of fun. Started off immediately with Darby Allin versus uh, Mark Quinn, um, which was a fun little match. Again, nothing too crazy going on as part of it, the actual match itself. Um, but I thought it had a really fun, inventive finish with Mark Quinn going for a shooting star that Darby Allen countered into a Fujiwara armbar. I didn't even see how the counter happened. I just saw like he went for the shooting star and he's in a Fujiwara. I was like, How did you even get there? Um, but really, really smooth stuff, really enjoyed it. Um, and Darby Allen, of course, got the win. I thought it was very, very fun. Nice little opener.
2: I thought Mark Quinn was great in this match. And this is like kind of his second big, like singles match that he had. He really impressed in his TNT title match with Cody Rose back in 2020. I know he was hurt for a period of time. So that's why we saw more Isaiah Cassidy than him for a while. We didn't see private party teaming. So I like this opportunity for with him, how, you know, going against someone that's a little bit smaller than him. So he got to dominate a little bit that he did like a moonsault into a double stomp, Then the 450 on the outside, I was just like, ouch to both of them, <laughs> that had to hurt both guys. And then, like you said, the, the finishing sequence was really cool with Sam. I mean, with Darby kind of switching it up. Cause we've usually seen him win with the coffin drop. If he doesn't win with the coffin drop, he'll win with the last supper. This time he wins with a submission. And I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the post-match with just Darby and his facial expression. So Darby, you know, stood out in the ring as well as just character work as well.
1: Yeah, in the uh, in the post-match angle, the Andrade Family Office, I guess you call it now. What is it? Andrade
2: uh, AFO?
1: Yeah, the <laughs> AFO. Sure, why not? Um they come out and they look like they're gonna ambush um Dobby Allen and Sting after the match. Uh but then the Hardy boys come out onto the ramp and the AFO kind of scatter. Um, and, and don't attack anyone, but the Hardy Boys just kind of stay on the ramp, kind of sharing looks with Darby Allen and Sting in the ring, being like, hey, you had our back before, we got your back now. That's cool, kind of mutual respect, but also like a bit of tension between them. Feels like we could be going into a feud maybe at some point with them. Cool stuff, liked it
2: yeah i think this sets up like a four on four with the hardy sting and darby versus afo and then you can do the tag team matchup maybe at you know double or nothing or something like that that would be very cool and it'd be a big matchup for the hardys at their like first pay-per-view but i like the decision to have the hardys come out in full hardy gear that was very nice the only disappointment is jeff this was the time to have the opportunity to dance. You could have danced. You could have danced and no one was going to get hurt. But mm-hmm. he, decide- he decided he's going to be mellow on a Friday night. He was a little bit more yeah. mellow than Wednesday.
1: Absolutely, I I could not get over that when Hardy came out on Wednesday and then on the ra- while running, quickly dance and then carry on running. Like, <laughs> Come on, Jeff, your brother's getting choked out. Um, we then had a promo with um, Men of the Year and, and Dan Lambert. Scorpio Sky only has the one belt. Hallelujah! Yeah. Don't have two belts anymore. <laughs> I thought that looked very stupid. Uh, but Scorpio Sky just has the one belt, saying that he's now the face of the of, face of TNT. Very cool. Saying that they're going to right the wrong of uh, Wardlow, essentially, um, which was cool because uh, obviously we're having that Wardlow Scorpio Sky match next week who do you think is winning that because at one point in time I definitely would have said Wardlow and now I'm not so sure
2: yeah and uh Scorpio did explain on his social media that uh Dan Lambert he has all the championships that he's mm-hmm. won with America Top Team so he gave one of the TNT titles to him and he's going to hold that one I I was under the belief that Warlow was going to win this coming week on Dynamite. But based on his promo, as well as, you know, putting the title on Scorpio Sky, it felt like a long buildup to it. And he's the first African-American male singles champion in the company. It would Mm -hmm. be a bad look the following week to have him lose the title. But you already have the, you know, the open excuse that Warlow still has his issues. It still has the open case with MJF. And Sean Spears, because Sean Spears hasn't been really mentioned. And I feel like it's more likely that he'll get involved before MJF on Wednesday to cost Bortlow this victory. But, Mm -hmm. and Scorpio Sky, he, I'm a big Laker fan. He's a big Laker fan. I need to see Scorpio Sky with the TNT championship in June at the forum in Los Angeles. So I want Scorpio to win this Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Totally fair. Yeah. I also think that someone or something is going to cost wardlow in that match which is a shame because i do really want to see wardlow with the tnt title but now is not the time now that you've just switched the title on scorpio now it's not the time to do it which is a real shame but is what it is uh house of black cut a promo i don't know what they're talking about but it sounds sounds kind of cool so that's all right and they look great
2: absolutely yeah
1: uh, we then had Jamie Hater versus Mercedes Martinez. I thought this was a really fun match. Um, got given a little bit of time. I thought they worked really well together, better than I thought I was expecting them to. Um, and uh, yeah, Jamie Hater eventually won after a bit of distraction. But some of the spots they got in this match were really, really cool. You know, two places into the corner, really nice like counters, really like stiff strikes and stuff like that. It was really, really good. Really, really like this match. Yeah, Jamie Hater with the win. Thought this was nice.
2: This was physical. They were hitting each other hard. And uh, Jamie Jamie getting the win surprised me, but I like it because it puts her over it, – it, See, even my daughter loves it. She's saying, like, I love it. (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, they were hitting each other very hard. I love the spider suplex. Anytime Mercedes busts that out, it looks vicious. And Jamie landed high on her neck. So that was was a really good spot right there. And Jamie getting the win, I feel like, is progressing to eventually we're going to get Jamie and Britt. I think that the dissension that they teased months ago, they're going to pay off later.
1: Yep, for sure. Uh, We then had a little bit of fun little bit of a palate cleanser because we got keith lee versus qt marshall really good stuff i love keith lee um this was really fun i you know what i'm becoming a massive fan of qt marshall i think that he's done some really good stuff lately his whole program with hook has been fantastic i think he's played his role so well and this one there's a couple of the cells that he does in this match And i'm like that's just brilliant where keith came in hit him with the grizzly magnum just bang, two on his chest, and he just kept himself stiff as a board and just fell backwards. Like, didn't, like, brace for impact or anything, didn't crumple, just fell flat on his back. A brilliant little sell from it. Really, really liked it. Keith Lee, of course, got the win. Little bit of distraction shenanigans to give QT a bit of offense in it, but ultimately, Keith Lee got the win and then beat up Aaron Solo and Nick Komaroto afterwards as well, but then got beaten up by Team Taz. Powerhouse Hobbs hit a huge spine buster onto Keith which was delightful.
2: Um, yeah, Cool stuff. Big fan the, all around. The beefy buster. The beefy spine buster. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of beef there. And uh I'm just gonna say after the whole uh toss of Orange Cassidy went wrong. I don't, I don't feel safe with Keith Lee doing the yeet anymore. Like even Aaron Solo, it didn't look like the guys caught him very well, and he landed pretty hard on his head. So maybe we should move away from that. Uh, I like he, I like uh, this QT little angle right here to kind of build up Keith Lee, and I agree with you. QT Marshall is kind of giving me vibes of like Santino in 2007 before his babyface turn, where he's just this over the top jobber who talks this good game to get the people to want to see him get his butt kicked you know he's always going to get his butt kicked no matter who's the opponent but he seems to always get the fans invested in seeing him get shut up so I like I like what they're doing with QT Marshall right now and that the match started off with a massive headbutt, by the way and -hmm. and that made them have a whole conversation about how big Keith Lee's head was on commentary (laughs) which was fun with Ricky Starks with his humor and I love the Ricky Starks impersonation of Keith Lee as well I'm liking this program with keith lee and team taz it's a good way to introduce him to aew
1: for sure uh we then had the main event of swerve strickland versus tony niece i really liked this match this was really really fun unsurprisingly i think both of them are really good wrestlers and the thing with um with swerve is that i'm not really familiar with his uh, pre-wwe work as shane strickland um i only really became aware of him properly when he was in nxt and I always knew that he was a good wrestler. You know, I was like, oh, man, he's got such potential to be really, really good. But I felt it was always potential. I never really saw like, you know, the big kind of like blow away. Oh, my God, Swerve's here match in like his, his NXT WWE days. I thought his debut would hit Rome and stuff like that. I was like, this is going to be the thing that makes Swerve like, you know, the, the, the big guy kind of thing. That never really materialized. But this match in particular, this was the thing that I was like, there it is. There's Swerve. That's why I knew he was a big deal, and he really showed in this match his versatility, his speed, the way he got into some of the moves that he was doing, the way he was rolling around the ring. Like He has such a unique presence about him and a unique style to the way he wrestles that makes him really stand out as part of this. I thought this was awesome. Really fun stuff.
2: He's really, like, a total package. Like, anything you would want him to do in the ring, whether it be technical wrestling, high-flying, he can do the strikes, he can talk very well. So, like, Swerve is just a complete package. He's a crossover type of star, so I'm glad that we're hearing a lot of that from, like, Tony Khan and people in AEW that they view him this way. I felt like this was a great showcase of what he can do with someone who works very well in a Tony Nese. I really enjoyed their uh, pre-main event promos with Tony Nese bringing up that, uh, you know, Swerve got all the pop in circumstance. Where was that for me? I had to sit in the crowd for like weeks before y'all even signed me and stuff. So I like that little dynamic going into the match. But yeah, just so many times during this match, I was just like, Swerve is so good. Like, why couldn't they do that with him? And I'm someone that's watched Swerve for a couple of years. I saw him in Lucha Underground as Killshot, and I, I didn't like it because I was like, you're taking away a lot because he has great facial expressions as well mm-hmm. by putting, putting the mask on him. But uh, his match with Dante, uh, I think it was Dante Fox, was one of the most brutal matches you will ever see on network television. I think it was the God of War matchup. That was ridiculous. And then in NXT, I felt like the breakout match for him was the Santo Escobar uh, Cruiserweight Championship match, I believe, at TakeOver 31. That was the real time that I was like, okay, now they got swerved. And then they that progressed into the creation of Hit Roll. I'm hoping that here in AEW, they find a role for him fast. Because what seems to be the, the MO at AEW is when they get someone who's a released WWE talent, they take like four to six months to kind of see where they can position them. And then they start rolling. I need... I need Swerve to kind of get rolling a lot faster than usual. For sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, But yeah, really good debut match for Swerve and AEW showed everyone who wasn't familiar with his work, exactly why they should be excited about him. And my God, he's so charismatic in every single thing he does. I don't know how he does it. He's amazing. Um, This episode of Rampage, nothing too fancy, just some fun matches. It's about it. It's, It's not a very easy show to watch. It was good. You know, yeah. not amazing, but it was good.
2: Really enjoyed it. Yeah, an enjoyable hour and it's it's the perfect palate cleanser after Smackdown sometimes yeah, like <laughs> I literally I literally love the fact that this comes after Smackdown because I, although, you know, Tempest our boy enjoyed it when it was coming on at 7 to then have that good hour <laughs> and then go into mm-hmm. Smackdown was a totally different feeling about talking about your Friday night after Yeah, that's that's totally fair.
1: But with that said, uh, we need to thank some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. If you haven't been to our Patreon page yet, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you really should. There's so much cool stuff over there. And there's going to be some really cool stuff this month as well because, apt for the timing, uh, Luke and Ollie are going to be reviewing TNA Victory Row 2011 this month for WrestleTalk Extra, which they're going to be recording, I believe, uh, this coming Friday. So you can expect that either Friday or early the week after. In your in your in your feeds, um, and we've also got Wrestle League coming up. We've got Wrestlemania coming up for Wrestle League, where you can do a bunch of predictions, predict against all the other Pledge hammers, uh, and that's going to be the end of this season and the start of the new one across both nights. So get involved with that, and you can get all that for just five bucks. It's all really cheap, plus a load of other extra stuff. You know, voting on polls, and if you pledge more, you get Wrestlecast the Dark, and you get if you pledge at the twenty five dollar or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show. Much like this one. So for today, thank you to, I need to get the shout-outs up. Thank you to Barbaric Garrick
2: Morgan. Woo! Thank you. For LIW's American muscle, Tyler Gomala. Thank you so much. The cleaner, Kenny Shah. Woo! Thank you. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Yeah, right, he can. Thank you so much. Gavin Cash Money Kashiwabara, Woo, thank you. Rob Steiner Recliner,
1: nice, thank you.
2: The Baker Adam Cakebread, Woo. Ooh, yes, thank you. Starbucks Stephen Costa, nice, thank you.
1: Rue the Day Rory O'Brien Kelly, Ooh, Woo. yes, thank you. The Night Rider Kit, thank you very much. Need a little build up for this one. Ooh, hannah a
2: baby <laughs> thank you and the batsman nathan batty nice thank you so
1: much all of our pledge hammers on our patreon page go check that out patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk Now, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Uh, let me get on my thing. I didn't get the thing. I pretty any more Tempest. I'm, I'm fine again. Um Get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And, of course, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. That is H-E-L-P. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash Wrestle. Link is at the top of the description as well. Get 10% off your first month. Go help support yourself. Support each other. Support WrestleTalk. And everyone help each other. Mental health is super important go do the thing. Help yourself. Better help's very cool. Scott Young says, uh, anything that pisses off as many wrestling fans as possible, I am all for. So Butch to me is class. An agent of chaos, I see.
2: Exactly, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Just with yeah. all the smoke. I I totally yeah. understand that though. Yeah, it's anything great. that that fires up. I I'm I'm one of the people that wants Rhonda and Charlotte to main event over Bianca and Becky for that reason. So I can understand. Oh, they will. Oh, they yes. will. Yeah, hundred percent they will. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, the Sheldon Show said, "Do you guys remember the amazing Gunther versus Butch match at Takeover New York? A true five star classic." Feel sorry for Dunn, but that's WWE for you. SmackDown was a waste of two hours. Any storyline progression would be great, as every week is just filler. Sure is.
2: I agree. Indeed, indeed. And it shouldn't feel like that in WrestleMania season.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kyle Jeffrey said, maybe they didn't want people thinking he was related to Kevin Dunn. (laughs) Butch was introduced as a nickname and can easily be retconned if they like. Uh, Best to eat eat your fiber. What? What? jalapeno's throne of mercy yeah support each other 140 hours into elden ring help me
2: wow <laughs> that was that was quite the quite the altar chat <laughs> yeah there's a lot that happened in that one anyway oh, all right um, i see i see the hashtag in the live chat justice for sheeta shout outs to sheeta for threatening to cut off serena deep's head on rampage that was awesome <laughs> i i did i
1: did forget uh, to mention that promo, that promo was very, very good from Sheeta. Really, really liked it. Um,
2: yeah, just gonna cut a head off. That's that's murder. It's <laughs> murder right there. I love a good threat of murder on my Friday night.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, Nate S said uh, first off, wishing Biggie well for a full recovery. He's an absolute treasure of a person and deserves the best. Second, I'm a bit worried now. Pete Dunn ends up one of those cases where Vince doesn't like his heavy accent and features more as a comedy goon.
2: Yeah, pretty much gonna happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can see it. <laughs> uh, Zoe Sung said, uh, the amount of copium Pete is regurgitating about Butch may be working. Pete, it's not going to work. I'm not saying it's gonna work, I think it's bad. I just don't care, okay? I just
2: it's all care. about the Butch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Christ, uh, the poll results, by the way, of what rename was worse, Slapjack or Butch. 56% of people voted for Slapjack. Forty-three percent of people voted for Butch. 806 votes total. Very Quite nice. Quite a
0: lot. 56%. Very nice.
1: Slapjack is a bad name. I'll give you that. Um Nate S. said uh that overhead be too, B- oh, belly to belly. Uh, it's always been one of those moves that scares me every time. Uh, like the Swanson bomb, they just clear it, they just clear it in time. Do you think WWE bans that move because of this injury? Wouldn't want them to, but they've done it with others in the past.
2: I, I can see it, especially co- with guys of that size, because mm-hmm. I think that was like the real issue for uh, Ridge. You know, to you know, it, it-, it- if a guy that size, if you're not that experienced, it's going to be hard to get him over your head like that. Mm hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they ban overhead belly-to-bellies,
1: but they could still yeah. just do like a normal, you know, belly-to-belly.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Sheldon Show again said, uh, on another note, Drew versus Corbin may be one of the worst Mania feuds of all time. Literally every week, Drew beats up the villains and makes them look like morons, so why on earth should anyone care about the Mania match?
2: A waste of both men's talents. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why Why is this even going on until WrestleMania? This started in December. I uh. just... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, dude, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. I guess it's fine. Give him it, whatever. You Drew, know what? Have Drew win in like 30 seconds and then have him challenge Roman at WrestleMania Backlash. Fine. Whatever. That's fine. It, I've seen worse. Honestly, I've seen worse. True. Um. Nick Carter said, uh, WWE booked their shows like a kid would play with action figures. The more two-dimensional the characters are, the better. Throw him back in the toy box for the day take him out tomorrow and do it again
2: yeah yeah it's like is he he just throws the toys aside and then he just picks he picks it at random it's not even like the new toy he just picks another toy to play with
1: uh, on the subject of rampage, Hannah Allen, hello, said, uh, gentlemen, AEW is life. Matt and Jeff together is life. Thank Jeebus. These men have earned our respect regardless of the history. I have a history. One I typically don't talk, uh don't I typically don't typically talk about. Uh still there. Unless evil, who cares? Hashtag lots of love. Jam that jam. L-A-W for life. Thank you so much, Hannah. Uh, Zoe Sung said, all right, I get the swerve hype now. Didn't get it in NXT. Completely understand why now. Also, as much as I want to laugh about Butch from Team Rocket coming to WWE, I was too busy hoping Biggie was all right. Please get better soon. Nothing but love for him. Absolutely. Hope he gets yes. better soon. Sure. lakshmi narasimhan b said brock wants blood oh no that's blood and guts gory self-mutilation uh also i'm a fan of brit baker dmd but these interference finishes need to stop it is happening every singles match involving these three i agree
2: yeah it's becoming like house of torture evil in in, in new japan and you never want that so hopefully steel cage wednesday we kind of yeah. end this Britt run
1: yeah Mayor of Painsville, Dan said, hey guys, how are you doing? I thought Rampage was rather boring this week. No true development and no too spectacular match. The Hardy Boys entrance was kind of weird as so the AFO just walked away and the segment ended. About the name change, Pokemon anime. <laughs> yeah, Butch. Butch from Pokemon is here now. Um, I, I, I can understand if someone found Rampage boring. I didn't personally, just because I feel like there was enough hype with the hardy boys coming out with swerve's debut with keith lee i thought there was enough to keep me excited personally but i can understand why some will be at like, this isn't this wasn't spectacular enough it was just kind of some good matches
2: now yeah you really have like that one match that you could say it's like great and especially after last week with that three-way with sammy andrade and darby yeah. which was on another level i can understand this was kind of a letdown
1: yeah uh i'll <laughs> either Great name. Love Quaxley. Uh, First of all, lovely to see you SB3 and happy birthday to you much. Oh, that's a joke from the edited Wrestle talk review. I do got to say though, although I missed Smackdown and Rampage last night, I've started watching Peacemaker and I love Eagly. I have not seen Peacemaker. So I don't get the reference. All, All
2: I will say is vigilante is goat. He is the goat of it all. One of the funniest characters in television.
1: Nice. Maybe I'll watch Peacemaker at some point, but
2: probably not.
1: Uh, Oh, I should check if I've got any emails, actually, because I didn't do that yesterday because I wasn't working. Ah, where are you? uh okay I, that's not you no know what never mind <laughs> i won't do that i need to, I need to lo- it's like logs me out i need to log into this whole thing and it's the password i'm not gonna do that um what was i gonna say um what did you think of um revolution because we've not talked wrestling in a while uh what did you think of
2: revolution I, I, I love the revolution, like so many great matches and, you know, coming off of the the high, cause I was there live for full gear. I was like, mm-hmm. man, can they follow up from what I thought was top to bottom, the best wrestling show I ever seen live. And then that all out, which was probably the show of the year with the debuts and the matches and stuff. How can they follow it up? And they just followed it up with another top to bottom, great wrestling show. Like mm-hmm. I have, I would say that it's been since 2001 when WWE had Royal Rumble 2001 no way out 2001 and wrestlemania 17 that i've seen a company have this high of quality of pay-per-views back to back to back Mm -hmm. yeah they are on a hell of a streak right now this is starting
1: to reach i think takeover levels where you just know that a pay-per-view is going to be good um Obviously, they've had the odd, like, up like, you know, Revolution 2020 had, like, that really odd finish to the show with, like, you know, the the uh, pyro mishap and stuff. But, like, the quality of matches was still really, really good on the show. So, like, it, that's the thing that people remember. But the actual quality of matches, if it wasn't for that little mishap, it's still been so good. It, it's now starting to reach, like, the consistent level that TakeOver's hit. And that, to me, is very exciting. Because now you know, okay, cool. Well, Maytime, give me another great show. Can't wait. exactly really really exciting
2: and they're gonna be back in vegas so it's gonna you know that crowd is gonna be hyped to see them but yeah like we we got takeover taken away from us fans and now we have the aew pay-per-views to kind of fill in that void i love it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm well excited i thought revolution was great although was well pissed my internet cut out during revolution i was furious (laughs) (laughs) i got got to the entrances of the face of the revolution ladder match and then the internet just cut out and i was like no way not not why now of all times why now and then i checked online and it was like scheduled like engineering work or whatever and it said oh yeah i'll come back at 6 a.m i was like the show will be over by 6 a.m this is so infuriating, especially because like I'd had a bit to drink that day as well. So I was like really in the mood to watch some wrestling, and I was like, "Yeah, Open is really good and well pumped." And then it just, I've got to go to bed. I was like,
2: "Cool." And- it's, it. even, it's even added words because those two first matches were so great that so you nice. you were you were like you were like wait what huh like the yeah. internet that cable's out I, one one question I would, did want to ask you because mm. you know we the star ratings are now out and like they had like four or five matches that had four and three quarters what was your match of the night from Revolution
0: oh
1: that's really difficult because I
2: loved I loved Jericho
1: Kingston I loved Punk MJF. It's, I think it's close between those two. I, thi- hmm. I think I've got to go Punk MJF. I think it's just the hype of that match, the just how like brutal it was the whole time. Wardlow's turn towards yeah. the end of it, like, and just like the, the build up for the thumbtack spot, and it was just like what you wouldn't expect. it like, like him teasing, doing like a Pepsi plunge onto it. I was like, oh my god, what? And then it was just like the GTS, the great bump, the sales from MGF was just fantastic. It was just a very cathartic and very, very exciting match. You know, I I dig that a lot.
2: Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you Just like my investment, that was the match I was looking forward to the most And then to mm. see the payoff be that good And then the Warlow turn in a way where they kind of saved him beating up MJF Like, we still have that to look forward to But he still got to do his turn, that was great I love the the three-way tag team title match Like, that was my match of the night before MJF and uh, Punk And Danielson and Moxie Like, it, I, I <laughs> like, love the fact that Full Gear and Revolution that's been like the biggest talk coming out is what was the match tonight? Like you'll, you'll go to five different people and get five different answers.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like I really enjoyed the tag match as well. The, th- the thing with the tag match, and this is totally a me thing. This is nothing to do with the match quality or anything. I don't like it when the tag match a triple threat tag match has two people legal and not three. That's just, it's yeah. just a thing that really bugged me. And I was like, oh, they're not doing the right one. And then it took me like a couple minutes to like get past that before I can like get invested in the match and stuff like that. So that's just like a personal like bugbear. I'm just like, "Mm, just do the right way. And I know they did it that way specifically for the story of the match and that helped that story in that match. But I'm still just like,
2: just do a triple threat. Do it properly it would have been even more it would have been even more fun and like jungle boy man he just stood out so much the shooting star press on color rally uh the the huracan rada into the german suplex like there was so many great spots in that matchup that's why i said like that one i did have to mention a little bit
1: oh yeah that was a that was a banger um but uh that was nice to just talk about revolution for a little bit but that is going to do it for this episode of the rest of the podcast thank you so much everyone for listening really do appreciate it um we're going to be back with loads more content soon uh we're going to have i think it on nxt next week i think it's tempest and sat next week as yes. we're in the transition phase as we're going to be having you and uh, sat take over the nxt podcast um there's obviously going to be raw and aw dynamite and all the usual stuff from next week as well stay tuned for that thank you so much for listening really do appreciate it stay safe we love you very much Goodbye.